This is the Grow Your Clinic podcast from Clinic Mastery. We help progressive health professionals to lead inspired teams, transform client experiences, and build clinics for good. Now, it's time to grow your clinic. episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien, your host. Thank you so much for joining us today. The very top here, I want to remind you that you can get show notes, links, anything that we mentioned today over at clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And if you are in that part of the digital neighborhood, you are able to access our new Assess Your Clinic scorecard at clinicmastery.com, follow all the links and buttons. This new scorecard and test will allow you to get a gauge on where your clinic sits on the spectrum of clinic owner levels across the seven degrees of growing your clinic. That is the Assess Your Clinic scorecard at clinicmastery.com. But enough of that. We have a, a co-host with me today, not just a guest, an esteemed co-host, my, uh, my partner in crime, Ben Lynch. Ben, welcome to the saddle. How are you, mate? I'm doing super well. It's good to be back in the saddle. It's been a while, Crocodile. So I'm excited to talk all things growing your clinic today with you. Right. Well, before we do that, I don't have any icebreaker questions for you, but I do have a question. What coffee have you been drinking today? Mm, I've got this delicious blueberry, Timor Lest, single origin, uh, going down as an espresso, also good as a filter. Jack from First Pour told me, he said, great in both delivery methods. I got two empty cups, which is kind of sad on my desk right now. What have you got? Mm, I'm drinking as we speak. I have a Bolivian pea berry, a natural wash one. So it is delicious drinking via espresso. I'm I'm in an espresso mood lately. I usually love a filter or pour over, but espresso is going down well this time of day. Anyway, enough of the coffee talk. Ben, today we're talking about the problems with quarterly planning. Most clinic owners would sit down perhaps this time of year, you know, July, end of financial year, start of financial year, or maybe Christmas time, December, January, and do their 12-month plan and their quarterly plan, four little segments. Why is this such a danger for clinic owners? Well, if COVID has taught us anything in 2020 is that there's there's a whole lot that cannot go to plan. (laughs) You probably realize during this period maybe how little you have control over various things. That being said, I think a lot of people do fly by the seat of their pants and a plan would be a really good thing to make progress in their clinic, whether that's with their team, with their clients, uh, with themselves and their own role in their business. But I think sitting down to do a plan at whatever time point that is, is a really worthwhile exercise. The pitfalls are, Probably the biggest one I see is it becomes an extended task list. It just becomes a document with all the things you need to do. Yeah, sure. And that's not really why is, why is that a problem? I think overwhelm is one of the biggest things that we see with clinic owners, yeah? Mm, true. They've got a lot on their plate. They're juggling many balls. And so it can become hard when you're just looking at a task list with no sense of prioritization for Mm -hmm. importance Mm -hmm. or timeliness. And so you can become overwhelmed and definitely stressed by the paralysis of all the things that are on your sort of physical desk or metaphorical desk to do. Mm -hmm. And I think we've had some good discussions recently about planning and to-do list task lists 
et cetera. I think it's about simplifying your life and making it impactful. You talk a little bit about impact and ease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of this is uh, learned from some of the circles and uh, conversations that we have amongst ourselves and other mentors. You're right. We, we are often stuck at the tyranny of the urgent and therefore what gets pushed aside is things that are important, things that are high impact or things that are high on the ease or flow factor. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, you're absolutely right. 90 day planning, quarterly planning can fall into that pitfall of the never ending task list. The other thing that, and I think you've touched on a little bit there for mine, Benny is the joy and simplicity and satisfaction out of running your clinic, growing your clinic, making an impact and, and getting a lot of things done. When I'm in the throes of four quarterly sprints, I feel like I'm sprinting and then I'm sprinting and then I'm sprinting. I wonder sometimes if we just took a moment to celebrate, to reflect and refresh how much more effective our next sprint could be. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think collective mentor of ours, David, had shared a really great insight about the 90-day plan being very corporate. You know, it's very much hit your KPIs Mm. in the corporate world. We're reporting to shareholders and investors and we've got to hit these targets and then we move on to the next quarter and there's this quarterly reporting cycle and therefore the 90-day plan fits into that. As a small business owner where you're an octopus, there's many arms. I don't know, are they arms? Anyway, there are many parts like going out to all different areas of your business we don't have big marketing departments, operational departments, et cetera, to be able to do a lot of these things. So to look at the acronym ASAP as sustainable as possible. Mm, one of my favorites. Being a really great one. I remember you shared that with me, Jack, as a key intent for our planning and growth. Therefore, mm-hmm. looking at, and something we've done is at the end of the 90 days, essentially you've got another 30 days. 120 days total in that cycle of planning where it's more about reflecting on the progress you've made, celebrating the wins, taking your holidays, taking your renewal Mm -hmm. time during that period and rounding out the projects that you did start in the 90 days. So essentially going from a three month plan to a four month plan, which is pretty good. If people have read the four hour work week, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah, Tim Ferriss talks a little bit about like almost mini retirements or mini vacations amongst what you're doing. Kind of aligns to that, I think. It does. And I love that that breeds a sense of hunger back in the team. As leaders, what we want to make sure is that our team aren't running on red line all the time and that come the 88th day, the 89th day, we tick the last thing off. We quickly grab a drink of water and go again. You know, that's a surefire recipe for burnout in a health industry that is rampant with burnout. Here's how I wonder if we know we're doing it right, Benny. Mm. That by the getting close to the end of that four month period, your team are saying, when can we start again? (laughs) When can we go again? We don't want our team dreading the next quarter. We want our team chomping at the bit for the next quarter. And another thing that springs to mind for me is... Quarterly plans are usually done in the first, fourth, seventh, and tenth month, mm-hmm. right? And so you're doing your planning in around December, January, and you're planning around July, June, July. Mm-hmm. 
for me, Ben, that's when there's prime opportunity to get to work in those periods and to really take advantage and seize the opportunities that are at hand. But if I think about the average clinic, you know, December is fairly flat and January uh, doing some planning for the coming year in the cycle that we've adopted December and January are red hot acceleration months Mm. and you know, June and July are great months to really push ahead. And so being yep. stuck, like you mentioned, on the, the arbitrary corporate you know, rat race of quarterly planning can mean that you miss out on some opportunity. So it's pretty obvious that there's a bunch of pitfalls and problems with the old quarterly plan. Is that right? Yeah, I reckon so. And one thing that we've even found as we continue to navigate and refine the process of doing it is going back to that point of it being just really an extension of your task list or to-do list the importance of having a singular focus or primary focus, I think is really important Mm. through that period. A lot of people try and I'm guilty of this constantly trying to refine and simplify it of looking at, you know, if we do this thing really well through this next 120 day period, we set ourselves up to progress to the next area of the business that we can work on. And I imagine most people who are listening in, are thinking about their business three, five, 10 years from now. They're not kind of thinking shorter than that in terms of their career as a business owner. If they are, things might be a little bit different. But if you are in business for a long period of time, that sustainability is so important. So the key action that we often come back to say with our members is have a specific KPI or CEI, Clinic Excellence Indicator, you're really trying to influence through that time period. I'm a fan of one to three major projects or systems that you're implementing during that period to influence that KPI. Mm -hmm. I'm always aware that there's 27 other things on your to-do list that you need to be across during that period, but simplifying kind of the main plan and a one-page plan can do that justice really really nicely Mm. great keys i'm inspired i'm inspired and i think there's a bunch of clinic owners that are hopefully ben we've piqued their interests and they've thought hmm i wonder whether 90 day plans are right for me maybe i should learn a little more about this four month cycle around this 120 day plan and if that's you clinic if you're listening in just get in touch this is what we spend you know this is our bread and butter it's how we spend our days helping clinic owners devise their plan, plan the work, and then work the plan. And we're just seeing remarkable results. People really building clinics for good, creating amazing impacts as they do the plan and have the co-pilot alongside them to make that happen. So, Ben Lynch, thank you for joining us for this uh, rapid fire co-host episode. Thank you. Love it. I love talking planning. And listeners, thank you for joining us. Again, head over to clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast for the show notes, resources, and make sure you take the assess your clinic scorecard and see how you measure up against the best in the industry, not just the industry, but your peers at the top of their game. Thank you for listening. Can't wait to bring you another episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast again really soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. To find out more about past episodes or how we can help you, head to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And please remember to rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. See you on the next episode.